Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The following program is brought to you by Christy Stratton, accredited divorce coach. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Everybody's been down, hit the bottom, hit the ground. Ooh, you're not alone. Just take a breath, don't forget, hang on to his promises. He wants you to know you're Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is here to be your go-to educational and informational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. Her guests will bring you important insights and information, helping you make better decisions through this process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, and give you hope. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton starts now. And here's your host, Christy Stratton. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm Christy Stratton, and I'm glad that you are here with us today. If this is the first time you are joining us, a very, very special welcome to you. And if you are back with us again this week, welcome to you, too. And thank you all so much for listening. This show is for those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and also for friends and family of those divorcing, because it can be an overwhelming life event for everyone involved. We're not here to coach you to get a divorce or give you legal advice, but what we are here to do is walk the path with you wherever that may lead. And we bring you specialists who can help you make better decisions during this time, provide you information and resources, give you ideas about how to be your best self in a time that can bring out your worst and give you hope. Today, we are going to talk about a tough subject. Not that we don't always talk about a tough subject because we are talking about divorce every week, but today we are going to talk about loss and we're going to talk about grief and we're going to talk about it all related to to divorce. It's my opinion and belief that loss and grief aren't topics that we often want to talk about. And it's also not a topic we often talk about related to divorce, in my opinion. But that's what we're here to do. We talk about those things that may be tough so that above all else, you know that you are not alone in the tough times of life. We talk about them so that you can gain information that can help help you make better decisions, help you think about your situation differently, help you move forward as a whole person living your life abundantly, and also so that you can gain hope. So loss and grief. Typically, I think we associate loss and grief with death. As I said previously, I'm not sure that we necessarily associate it with divorce. Divorce is a loss, and I think we have to understand that And we have to grieve that loss because my friends, if we do not, we will likely stay stuck in that loss. And as a result, we won't move forward in our lives and we don't want you to stay stuck. 
To help us talk about this subject, I'm delighted to have Dr. Jean Malloy with us uh, today. She is a clinical psychologist and brings to us 17 years of experience in bereavement. She founded and serves as the executive director of Kathy's Place, a center for grieving children. And she also has a program called Shattered to Connected, where she works with families moving through mourning. Today, Jean is here with us via phone from Florida to talk about loss and grief, how it applies to divorce, and I hope that we will have time to talk about how, uh, how possibly men, women, and children move through mourning differently. Dr. Malloy, thank you for joining us. I, you know, I've been longing to do a show on this very topic, and I'm so, so very grateful that you are here to talk with us about it. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here and I'm happy that we can maybe share some information with your listeners that will help them cope with this difficult time. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly where my heart is. Uh, The only thing that I wish was different is that I wish you were in the studio here with us, but this is perfect. I mean, look at the magic of technology. You're in Florida, you're talking with us, and we are reaching people who are going through a tough time uh, of life just divorce and then we don't even know what else is going on in their lives. So I'm really grateful to have you here. Um, well on the phone, (laughs) you know, first I just love to learn a little bit more about your practice. I'd love to know about Kathy's place, your shattered to connect us program and anything else that you'd like to share with us. Sure. So I'm, like you mentioned in Tampa, Florida, and I've been working as a, um, clinical psychologist here for over 20 years, and Kathy's Place uh, was something I started in 2001 because it was very dear to my heart. Kathy was my sister, and she died when I was 10, Mm. and I hadn't, at that point, there wasn't such a thing as grief programs for children, Right. Uh, and so it really depended on the people around you, what kind of support you got. So I was very fortunate. My mom was very attuned mom, and uh, I had a lot of my needs met, but that doesn't happen for kids a lot. People will sometimes think children don't grieve, mm. um, but but very much children grieve. Uh, so, and then Shattered to Connected is a hybrid program. It's live calls with me, but then also online materials to help people who are grieving uh, mm. so that they can understand the process and understand what they need to do to get through it. Mm. So it sounds like, first off, obviously you've had personal experience with a significant loss in your life. Um, And I'm just going to go with what's coming up for me here is that, um, you know, now you're working with people who have gone through such a loss. Um, Yeah, so it it is... um, it does give me a, a certain perspective to be able to understand mm-hmm. the experience, um, but then also as a clinician, that it's really important to be able to have that empathy, but then also to stay focused on this person and their story. Absolutely, I think it's it's that that dual thing when you you, you can really understand. I've I've said it often. I I can't know a thing until I go through a thing. And so to have that empathetic connection where um, we understand, you know, we've been through that divorce. So I'm wondering with grief, with loss, 
based on your experience, I know you work with families. Um, how is this related to divorce? How is grief and loss related to divorce? Right. So, and I don't mind sharing with you and your listeners that I also have been divorced. So oh, okay. I can kind of <laughs> you, well, that so, too. <laughs> that ties it all together. You've gone through that as well. So we've all I got that. I often say, and you kind of said something very similar to about it, uh, about it with regards to your sister. I, I probably wouldn't be a divorce coach if I hadn't gone through a divorce. <laughs> yes, I think they do. It does inform us uh, in, in a special way. But I think that um, when you think about divorce and loss, there's many kinds. So there's the tangible kind. For many people, it means you have to change homes. For many people, it means your day-to-day routines change. For the kids, it can mean a loss in terms of how frequently they see parents. As you mentioned, extended families, sometimes it's it's hard for the parents. They get attached to their in-law, their daughter-in-law, their son-in-law, and so there's a loss for them. Um, but then there's also the intangible losses because we, we get married based on a, a dream. We have a goal. We identify ourselves as a married person. And so then there's the loss of these intangible um, sense of yourself, sometimes your sense of trust in other people, your trust in yourself to so you have good judgment. So there's all these intangible losses as well. You know, I think that... Um... To put it in that framework of tangible versus intangible, I think that helps us to begin to understand the depth of that. Um, and I'm just wondering, you know, in your experience, do you, do you think that those going through divorce really realize that they are going through a loss? I think the more the tangible are more obvious to people. I don't think until they get through it that are in the throes of it that because there's a way that any kind of loss, well, one, it has trauma associated with it because it's not what you expected. And anytime you have this change, that's not what you expected. There's going to be some trauma. The world is going to seem unpredictable. So I think the anxiety and trauma can surprise people, even if they're the ones just that no divorce is the the best course of action, they can be surprised by um, the anxiety that goes with that change. And then also the identity pieces, um, having to work through separating well, who are you now and what comes with you and stays and is, is just a core essential piece of who you are and what do you have to let go of and say, that's not my identity anymore. And so I think some of that identity work and that more existential crisis piece that can surprise people that how much their internal world changes as well as their external world. So definitely then there is a loss and of, of great magnitude in yep. divorce. And uh, so that takes me back to then if there's a way in a very short amount of time, maybe about a minute in general, what do we need to know about grief and loss? I would say this, that there's a tendency towards healing, and we have a natural resilience, and you will heal as long as you don't get in your own way. (laughs) As long as you allow yourself to move through it, you will be okay. Well, and that will set us up for the second segment, because that's what we're going to be talking about, because my, my mind goes to, okay, we're going through a divorce, and we're in the throes of the divorce process, which is legal 
and financial separation. But we've got all this uh, emotional stuff going on, but we're really not attending to that because we're just moving forward having to make decisions. So my my thought is, okay, so we're missing that we're actually, we've got a loss, we need to grieve it. But there's something natural in us that wants to grieve it, wants to heal, but hello, we get in our own way. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that, yeah, I love our human humanity, right? But that's what we're here for. We're here to identify what stops us from moving forward in the show as it's, as we say every time is to provide you information and education and resources so that you can make better decisions throughout the process. And when you don't know that you're going through a loss and that you need to grieve it, and then you don't have the tools, we do get in our own way. And so that's what we'll be doing as we step back into the show in segment two with Dr. Jean Malloy. She focuses in on bereavement. She's been working with families, moving them through mourning. And that's what I want you to hear, folks, is that it's moving us forward. We have, as you heard Dr. Malloy say, we have a natural tendency to want to heal, but we get in our own way. And we're going to look at how we get in our own way so that you can actually make some better choices along the way so that you can move forward, live life abundantly get out of that stuck place. You guys come on back, join Dr. Jean Malloy and myself. Sometimes the night takes me inside it. A divorce can change your whole world, including your financial picture. The more you know and the better you understand your options, the more likely you are to make sound financial decisions. Learn how to build a solid financial strategy today that may help you provide greater security and flexibility in the future. Morgan Stanley Financial Advisor Gary Wolf can help. Contact Gary Wolf today at 281-362-4706 to get started. That's 281-362-4706. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, Morgan Stanley, its affiliates, and Morgan Stanley Financial Advisors do not provide legal advice. Clients should consult their attorney for legal matters. There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. If you've gone through or are going through divorce, you know it can leave you in a dark financial hole, feeling very confused and afraid. But there's hope. Her Sherman is a financial coach and works with those navigating the financial decisions of divorce. Whether it's eliminating debt or creating your financial wellness, you want Hirsch on your team. Hirsch's easy process helps you see the reality of your financial situation and make better decisions. Stop the suffering and get out of that financial black hole. Contact Hirsch today. Go to lifecycle.financial. That's lifecycle.financial. You'll be so grateful you did.
like you've never been before. And that might sound like a little bit of a uh, a sad word. Um, and it's intended because we are talking about loss and grief related to divorce, and we do feel shattered. That's the reality of it. Uh, but there's hope, and that's what we're talking about uh, with Dr. Jean Malloy. She's here with us on the phone all the way from Florida. wish she was here in the studio with us, but she's here. Thank you, technology. And she's talking to us. She focuses in on working with families as they move through mourning. And in fact, she has a program called Shattered to Connected. And that's what we're talking about is rebuilding, um, first realizing that you are, in fact, going through a loss, a tangible loss, an intangible loss when you go through divorce. And there is grief related to it. And as Dr. Um, Malloy was saying, we have a natural tendency to heal, but uh, unfortunately, we can get in our own way. And so, Dr. Malloy, I'd love to just kind of know how how do we get in our own way and stay like in that kind of shattered place? Yeah. So there are a couple of different ways that we can block our own healing, and and sometimes it is our own doing, but often it's what we can we may have been taught mm. is how we're supposed to cope, and so. Uh, it's unlearning, so maybe uh, things that aren't helpful. Uh, in particular, is uh, if people have a fear of their own emotions, mm. they can try to not feel their emotions. And when you don't want to feel your emotions, you can do things like develop addictions. You can live in such a a whirlwind way that you're never still, because as soon as you sit still, you start to feel the sadness, the anger, the things that aren't pleasant to feel. Mm. Or you may have been told by somebody, you know, not to feel that or you're not allowed to. So one of the ways that we can definitely block our own healing and get in our own way is not allowing ourselves to feel whatever it is we need to feel or not feeling safe to feel that so we avoid Mm. feeling that. Makes a lot of sense to me because, I mean, even I'm sure listeners who are out there, myself, included as I sit here and listen to that. I mean, we, we often don't want to feel those bad feelings. So I've got to imagine we're going to do whatever it takes to, to, to block that feeling. So that makes a lot of feel uh, a lot of sense. So we block our own healing. What else do we do to get in our own way? So one of the parts of uh, bereavement that we need to do is to really see things honestly. Sometimes it's referred to as building like an honest composite of seeing the good and bad in yourself and seeing the good and bad in the other person. And if we get locked into black and white thinking where we're all good and they're all bad, or if you're hurting and you're feeling like you're blaming yourself and you're all bad and they were all good, you can um, block yourself from really being able to see things clearly. And you need to see things clearly and review those memories as a part of moving through mourning. But if you won't let yourself, let's say you're very angry and so you don't want to remember times where you felt close to that person, you will keep yourself stuck. Mm. If you're only wanting to remember the good and don't want to acknowledge some of the painful pieces, you'll keep yourself stuck. Mm. I think that makes sense. It seems like that's a lot to... um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for is to kind of even 
take in. So my thought there is that's when you definitely need someone like yourself uh, that would um, help you walk through that because to see things reality in reality is kind of tough on our own sometimes, don't you think? Oh, it is, because we all have our own blind spots. As, as we learn in graduate school, why most therapists do therapy is you can't see your own back. Mm. That's um, interesting. <laughs> you, you do need, you do need. But the thing is, um, and in Shadow to Connected, I, I came up with this term grief buddy, um, because you need somebody that is your companion to move through this with that will be honest with you. But it's, uh, I made this one um, video that's just for the grief buddy to help them understand their role, which is you just have to listen with compassion. Mm. You don't have to fix anything. You don't have to interpret anything. You just have to be an honest mirror to that person. Right. Yeah. And and that can be really hard to do, especially when you don't have somebody objective. It kind of draws my mind to, you know, why I exist as a di- divorce coach. Uh, same thing. Um, I, I guess I could call myself a divorce buddy. Uh, I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the right thing, but that's the same thing is just that mirror that that person who's there to. And you said the big important word. Listen, I'm wondering, are there any other ways that we get in our way uh, as we're trying to heal? I think we, we rush ourselves. Yeah. Um, people will say, you know, uh, good meaning friends might say, oh, come on, we're going to make you a Bumble account. Like people will, will for their sake, they want to see you happy. Like their intention can be very honest um, to be helpful, but, but people can want to push. And grief is a lot longer than people realize. And you can't, it's, it's really not a good idea to just jump into that next relationship. Right. Um, so rushing is another way that we get in our own way. Absolutely. And I I would guess that in a way that's, um, you know, can tie back to the other things that you mentioned, blocking our own healing, that sort of thing. But uh, and not really knowing who you are and what you want if you haven't done that uh, groundwork to kind of know what's what's in the future. I'm I'm wondering if that then takes us as we talk about these things that keep get in our own way that may make us stuck, then how then can we move through the process? As you mentioned, you know, if, if there's rushing and you're not allowing the process, what is the process to, for a healthy healing in uh, grieving and how do we move through that? Yeah. So I would say almost like you, uh, you want to almost like get the garden ready to grow. You want to do the prerequisites, right? That, are, I would say, come into the category of, like, Mm self-care. So you need to have a lot of compassion for yourself. Uh, Sometimes that inner dialogue that we have can be really really critical. So you, you know, listen to how you speak to yourself, and, and you take really good care of yourself. And you have to make space and time in your week for your own well-being. And so it's almost like you make the space for the healing to happen, and then it will come up what needs to come up. That you don't have to jumpstart it or force it. You just have to allow it. But it does mean that you have to be kind to yourself, make space for it. And then also think about, you know, your boundaries and who is in your closest circles of intimacy. Who do you let in? And make sure that you're um, providing yourself with 
you almost think about like uh, if you want an organic garden, you get the best dirt and you get the cleanest water. Like treat your heart and your mind like the you know holding it with value. And who gets access to you and to your time? And how do you speak to yourself? And and so it's all about how do you tend to yourself? And if you tend to yourself, that's when those phases of mourning will appear on their own. And I can imagine, uh, as I think about the listeners out there, they're probably going, you know, how do I even begin to do that? But um, I think understanding one thing, what's going on with your body as you're going through grief. And I know one thing as a divorce coach, when you're in the midst of loss, maybe not even knowing that you're in loss and grieving, you just think I'm going through a divorce and you don't understand it. Your energy is zapped completely and you're still trying to function through all this emotional upheaval when you're and and you're trying to make your body work in a way that it just can't. And so I think what you're saying there I'm hearing is just like a garden needs care and attention and watering and feeding and nurturing and sunlight for those beautiful blossoms to grow, you've got to give yourself that too because your body is working double time. The energy is just not there and so you have to understand that. So sleep and nourishment And then you said people around you and we've got to be selective around because oftentimes, I hate to say it, people's uh, intentions are not necessarily for you, right? So really asking yourself that, what else can we do to move ourselves through the process? I think similarly looking at your uh, week and it goes into that again, like what are you asking of yourself? And so sometimes, like you said, we just try to power through and we think we're just going to do everything and meet the demands because we don't want other people to be let down because of our change. And yet that's so unkind to ourselves. And so recognizing, you know what, what I can do in a week and is going to be different and that there's an energy balance of what, how do you replenish yourself and make time for things that help you recharge your battery has to balance what you expect to give out in a given week and that you have to set aside time and almost guard that time as yours. Yeah. It's and and you, you've used the word time a lot and growing. And so I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, are there kind of, is there a stage? My, my mind is going to is with this end, <laughs> with this grieving end. Yes, yes. There are definitely phases to it. I, I think uh, Teresa Rando created the phases that I find most useful. I think different people use different words, but they are talking about the same thing. And there is an accommodation phase, which is the coming out of it phase. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, it does happen. Um, but I think the hopefully what stays with you is the compassion for yourself, so like you said, checking in with your own body and how am I doing this week and I get to take care of me and then other priorities also, but other priorities don't come at my expense. Right. So that hopefully stays with someone even after this process. Right. Absolutely. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about this process so that people can understand that there is actually a mourning process, a grieving process, um, it will end. And sometimes, you know what, folks, 
it's going to end when it ends, but you've got to do the work. You've got to do that nourishment as, as Dr. Malloy is talking about. And so come back. We're going to talk a little bit more, understand the mourning process a little bit more so that you understand what you're going through so that you can more quickly heal, grow and live abundantly uh, coming out of this process. So come on back. Dr. Jean Malloy is here with us uh, talking to us about loss and grief as it's related to divorce. Don't miss it. Here's today's two-minute tip. As we talk about the loss we face in divorce and the grief we experience from it, I thought it would be helpful to provide you some tips about developing clarity and taking action. Often, gaining clarity and taking action can help us move forward in a healthy way. This information comes from Peggy and Randall Cooper, founders of the Certified Divorce Coaching Program, and their book, Divorce, Overcome the Overwhelm and Avoid the Six Biggest Mistakes. You want to have a copy of this book, so go to Amazon and get your copy, Divorce, Overcome the Overwhelm, and Avoid the Six Biggest Mistakes by Peggy and Randall Cooper. Going through a divorce can be very confusing, painful, and scary, so much so that you can tend to delay or stop taking action. Here are the tips to help you. There are five questions that you'll want to ask yourself to help you gain some clarity and take action as you move through the divorce process. First one. How will this decision affect me and my family in 10 years and 20 years? Don't make decisions without looking at future consequences. Two, have I sought the expert perspective? Don't go this alone. There are many professionals who can help you make better decisions as you traverse the process of divorce. Three, have I considered all the options? What are the alternatives? There often are other options and alternatives that you may not see. Intentionally choosing to look for them can open your eyes to what's possible. Four, how do I want others, including my children, to remember my actions during the divorce process? Even ask yourself, how do I want to remember me and my actions during the divorce process? And all things align with your best self. And five, in each step along the path of divorce, make sure to ask yourself this question. What small step can I take to move forward in the best, healthiest way for my family and me? If you want to know more about these questions and how asking them can benefit you, email me at christy at christystratton.com or call me at 281-944-8043. Also, make sure to add the Divorce Coaching Hour to your podcast library and follow us on Facebook at the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton. You can also find us at thedivorcecoachinghour.com and keep listening each week for another two-minute tip, all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. When everything falls apart, And sometimes they do, sometimes they do fall apart, but we are here to walk with you on that path and help you put them back together. And we've got Dr. Jean Malloy here with us, and we are talking about the loss uh, that you face in divorce. And if you don't realize that you have a loss, um, hopefully this will help you bring about that new awareness because in fact, we, we do need to grieve it. Our bodies want to grieve a loss and and there are uh, some uh, very big losses uh, related to divorce, tangible and intangible. If you were listening in earlier, you heard Dr. Malloy share that with us. And, um, you know, as we're coming back, Jean, I want to talk about the the actual mourning process, uh, what it what it's like. It's my perspective. I I'm 
for at least for me, my perspective, but it may be somebody else's perspective, that if we kind of understand what we're going through, we can maybe relax into it a little bit more. So some of us may not, you know, know them. I I know I um, have learned about the the phases of loss, um, uh, the Kubler-Ross grief cycle, and that may or may not be um, one that you refer to, but what do you work with in your practice with regards to the the mourning process? Yeah, yeah. and I think the Kubler-Ross was a, a pioneer and, and put these ideas out there. Um, I think some people are looking at it now like it's not always as linear as that description. And so people can feel like, oh, I, I shouldn't I be past this already? Mm. And so we definitely want to get out of this judgment of like, here's where you ought to be. You know, Great that right front. point. Great point. I can remember just a quick little story. I can remember not necessarily related to, to divorce, but the loss of both my parents. And people would tell me, well, it's been two years. You should not be grieving anymore. And I'm like... Oh, wait a second. <laughs> and it wasn't until actually a grief counselor told me that I was going through what was called compounded or complicated grief. I guess I feel like most grief is complicated. But the fact that both of my parents passed in a um, very quick time frame together, five months, in the midst of that, we had a very significant illness in the family of my nephew. And that was on top of a completely, uh, you know, destructive divorce. So I didn't understand that, but I had people telling me, well, you should be over it. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, no. In fact, that if it, when it's a, a death and it, it does vary, but any loss, there's an avoidance phase that takes months. And so oftentimes that avoidance phase can be a, a year and a half to two years. So the avoidance phase is where it just can't seem real. And you think like, oh, this is somebody else's life. This just can't be my life. This isn't. This can't be happening to me. Mm. And so it it can just take time for it to sink in. And I think that can happen either way. Like if you're the one that's coming to the realization that divorce is really going to be the best solution, you can kind of put it off for a while because you just don't want it to be true. Mm. Or on the other side, if you don't, if you're not the person wanting the divorce, and you're kind of refusing to accept that it's true and you can keep thinking oh but it'll get better it'll get better there's something called like toxic hope where you you hold on to um this desire for it to not be true Mm. and so that can kind of be again something where you get prolonged and so that first phase is just allowing it to sink in that it it is happening Mm. and it is a, a finality right and then the next phase is um, a confrontation phase, and there's a lot of different aspects to that. But basically, you have to relinquish that attachment to that person in the way that it was and allow yourself to create a different attachment to the memory of your marriage and not the, if you like, it's just isn't going to be the same. The structure isn't going to be the same. You know, dinner may not always be at a certain time or just certain activities are going to be different. And you have to sort of relinquish your attachment to what that structure was. And that's also the piece that I mentioned before about that honest composite comes in mm-hmm. where you have to be really honest with yourself about what you actually want and what was your role or 
uh, you know, all those different aspects. And so that takes as long as that takes. Um, and then there's the accommodation phase where you've done that, both the emotional and cognitive processes, and you do have a new identity on the other side of that. You are a different person, and you're probably going to want different things. And because of that existential crisis that happens in there, in the, you know, in the darkest times, it can feel like, oh, well, what's the meaning of it all and what's my purpose? When you get to the accommodation phase, you're very connected to, I have a purpose. I know I don't want to waste any more time on things that don't matter. I want to get down to the business of living my best life. Mm. So are those the three phases? Yeah, those are the three phases. Again, that's Teresa Rando's way of describing them, but I find those most helpful because she talks about those processes and they're cognitive and emotional. And so it's more clear about, okay, well, what is it a person needs to do in this phase? Mm. And then how can you how can you do that for yourself? So there's, as I was talking about in the um, two-minute tip, there's action uh there's action that comes from it. And it sounds like the emotional and cognitive for those who may not, you know, know that terminology, that's the, I think likened to what we talk about divorce coaching is the emotional brain and the thinking brain. So it sounds like both of those are coming together, understanding like, okay, so these are the things I'm going through, but all right, so I'm here. What do I need to do? And when we can have that understanding and somebody's you know, hopefully guiding us like yourself, then we can take action. And then that action, I say this often, people laugh at me, but I say action begets action. And, and so um, just those tiny steps of moving forward propel us to move forward. Right. Again, the, the healing process is pretty natural. So if you can allow yourself to feel the feelings and stay with the thoughts, that you need to process, whether it's journaling or talking with somebody or art, right? There's these different mediums where you you almost put your thoughts out there in art or to another person and you see the content of your thought, you know yourself better, that then that is the catalyst for growth. You don't, you know, you, you it will, you, there's a resilience, it will occur. That's, you know, I've got to, I've, I've got to hope that that brings listeners hope because there are little things that we can do to take action um, and that can, and, and knowing that our nat, our body naturally wants to heal and we just want to help it along. I know one of the things that I was told to do and I did it. And to this day, I do it still um, not every day, but often is wake up every morning and jot down three to five things that I'm grateful for. And at every night, write down, journal down at three to five things I'm grateful for. For me, it's my faith that that has brought me to and through it and closer to God. Um, but even there were times where, I mean, it would be like the sun is shining on that flower and I'm so grateful or my puppy dog. You know, there were little things that I, but that helped me kind of get clear, feel better, get to know me so that I could come through. And so I guess that's what I'm wanting the listeners to hear is that this is natural. This is natural. There's phases. There's not necessarily a timeline, but what we don't want to do is what we talked about in segment one and two is what can get us stuck 
and we we want to move through these. And I've got to imagine, I said this earlier, you need somebody to walk with you on this path, whether it be a divorce coach or someone like yourself, Jean, with your program Shattered to Connected. So I know the listeners want to know uh, how they get in touch with you. How do they find out about this Shattered to Connected? And could they work with you if they were um, in the divorce process? You know, I think that that definitely is a possibility. The way that Shattered Connected is set up is um, in reference to a death, but it is designed to say, okay, what are the things that you need to get ready to go into the avoidance phase and then what's going to happen here? So really that is um, pertains to any kind of loss. Right. Um, and certainly divorce is a, a life-shattering. You know, again, like you mentioned, that's why I use that word. It seems rough, but when you're going through it, that resonates with what it feels like. Yeah, absolutely. So how would they find out about the Shattered to Connected program? So they can call uh, call me. Uh-huh. Uh, I can give my phone number out. That's okay. Yeah. 813-877-1111. And say that again for us. Yep. 813-877-1111. Okay. And then they can email me at Jean Malloy which is J-E-A-N-M-U-L-L-O-Y at ShatteredToConnected.com. Okay, Jean Malloy at ShatteredToConnected. And I did a little hunting around there, and you have a website out there. Can can they find you if, uh, out there on the the web? Yes, yes. So uh, ShatteredToConnected is the website that relates to that, that uh, grief and loss program. And then my practice, uh, my website is called uh, Terra FCS, which is, that's the website as well, which stands for Terra, T-A-R-A, um, Family Counseling Services. T-A-R-A, Family Counseling Services. Say the website for me again. Yep. So it's uh, Terra and then FCS. So okay. just like Fox, Charlie, Sam. Okay, that's good. FoxCharlieSam.com. So several ways to get in touch with Dr. Jean Malloy. Obviously, you can tell she's um, got um, some, you know, I'm, and I'm sorry for that personal experience with, with loss, but that's what, um, uh, there's a um, quote that I heard recently, um, and I probably won't say it, but it's, it's something like this we all have cracks and that's those cracks are good because that's where the light shines in. And these are things that we take and then that have happened to us and help other people. And we have that empathetic component that can help people, but we also have the training just like Dr. Jean Malloy. And she's there to help you to go from shattered to connected. And so when we come back, we'll have final thoughts uh, and wrap this up about how you can move through uh, this grief, this loss and get onto that living abundantly. So you guys come on back. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is meant to come alongside those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and maybe even help save some marriages. Many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives, whether they are going through a divorce or they know someone who is or has. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. There are many professionals involved in the divorce process who want the very best outcome for those involved. These professionals include attorneys, financial analysts, mental health professionals, and those in the helping professions, real estate agents, title companies, churches, and those are only a few. For those touched by divorce, these professionals play a critical role in the outcome, and those going through this process need to know about them. 
Another goal of this show is to provide resources to listeners, including informing them about the professionals who can help. If you'd like to let our listeners know about you and your company and services, please contact us. We have corporate sponsor opportunities available. Call 281-944-8043 for more information. That's 281-944-8043. We want to help our listeners know about you and your business. Call us today to apply as there are some requirements. Call 281-944-8043. Everything comes down to and you know what? Everything does come down to love. And um, and we're not just talking hearts and flowers uh, here. We are talking about um, loving yourself, uh, self-compassion as you move through the loss of divorce, um, the grief process. We've been talking to Dr. Jean Malloy, and she is a clinical psychologist and brings us years and years of experience uh, in bereavement. She has a program called Shattered to Connected. And that's what we're talking about is, you know, kind of regrowing yourself through this loss. There, there are phases. There are phases you need to know about. And if you missed the earlier segments, go back and listen to those. Because in fact, having that clarity around what you're going through and then knowing what action to take, that can help you. Um, and, and so that's what we want for you is to grow and live abundantly. Life just so full of love and, and it, it can be, you, you will be okay. Uh, but there's some action you got to take. And so Dr. Malaya, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, you know, the question that comes up to me, up for me here is, um, loss and grief. Is it different for different people, meaning men, women, and children? So the processes are the same. The things that need to happen are the same, but the way we experience it is going to be different because of how we've been socialized. Mm-hmm. So for men, unfortunately, men are often taught that the only emotion that's okay to express is either happiness or anger. And so anytime they're feeling confusion, frustration, sadness, it morphs into anger because that's what they're allowed to feel. And so for men, sometimes it can take a little bit longer to sit with to sit with and think about their emotions and, again, use art or other mediums to express it, to be able to start to differentiate. Well, you know what I am? I'm frustrated and sad. Mm. And, I'm, you know, and, and so for men, that can sometimes pose more of a challenge, whereas women are usually allowed to have a wider range of emotions. You know, and that's, that's it, it's kind of hurts my heart a little bit for men because of being socialized like that. And so um, we've done a show on men and divorce. And in fact, we're going to be stepping into a series about that uh, in the latter part of August into September. Um, we're going to have uh, uh, Jeff Stuckey back on the show with us and talk about men and divorce and go dig deeper into uh, what they face in the loss of divorce. And so I'm glad that you shared that. And women, you know, we're socialized. We we can feel the feelings. I'm wondering about children. So children are going to go through the same process. And, and sometimes what happens for children, though, is that because they're younger, people don't necessarily appreciate that the process is the same. So they do need to grieve. Mm-hmm. And one thing that can happen to children that I guess I'm always on the lookout for is that they're very aware of praise. And so when we do Kathy's Place and children are doing art, 
I really work with the volunteers to try to train them not to give praise, which sounds kind of counterintuitive. We're always like wanting to praise children and tell them they're good and tell them they did a good job and, and make sure that we build them up. But when a child's grieving, if they're making art, if you call it good, they'll start to create art to make you happy. Mm. And so sometimes with the kids, and I've seen them, they'll they'll have their art in layers. Well, there'll be one layer with certain colors and certain drawings and then another color, and then they might paint black over the whole top of it. And but that is them describing the layers of what they're feeling. And mm. so when you call one picture good and another picture, well, what are you doing there? Like that gets in the way of them expressing. Mm. Wow. That sounds like there's a lot there. Um, and I think the thing that I'm taking away just top level is that um, we need to think about them too in this process, if if you are grieving a loss, your children are grieving a loss, they grieve it. The process is the thing, same, I heard you say, uh, Jean, but there's there's different ways within that process that they, they grieve because I guess I'm saying that they don't necessarily have the verbal component to express what they're feeling. Is that right? Correct. They're going to, in their play, in their art, they're going to tell their story um, because they need to tell their story the same way we need someone to listen to us and, and getting our thoughts out is how we become aware of all of what we're thinking or feeling. Children are also putting their, expressing their feelings and their thoughts, and then whoever is listening to them, their capacity to just hold them gently with compassion and not want to correct them is really important. Mm. And in fact, you do a lot of work with children, correct? Yeah, over my career, I spent a lot of time with children and um, and, and trying to keep that space where you are um, companioning them, witnessing for them, being attuned to them, but not trying to direct how they ought to feel or what they ought to think. Yeah, I... I um... I just can't even begin to touch the, those thoughts there because it's it's so important. Again, just trying to bring to the surface of what I'm hearing is this is where you definitely need some help as you're moving through divorce because uh, kids, they just don't have the verbal way to process this. And we as adults, you know, I've heard even before from uh, other guests I've had on, we we want them to process it as adults. And oftentimes we talk to them like adults and that's not helping. In fact, then we're making them stuck. And so you need people along the path, um, like Dr. Malloy, to come with you. Um, and we've had Tom Stevens on the show and uh, he's works with children in psychotherapy. And he, in fact, is going to be back on the show starting next week with us. And we're going to start a series diving more into the show that we did, re- did recently with him with regards to kids and divorce. So it's so these topics are so important. And when we can have awareness around them, we can make these better choices that I, I'm sure the listeners are thinking that I harp on this all the time, but that's what it's, we're about is informing the listeners so that they can make better decisions along the way. And once they realize, well, wait a second, my child, they're not processing this like me. I need help. I need to go get that expert help. Uh, so Dr. Molloy, thank you so much for sharing all of these um, really great. I, I 
wish we had more time to go into even more. And so I will just have to have you back and we'll have to do that. Um, okay. Yeah. She said, you said, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, would, okay. I would love to come back and, okay. <laughs> and continue sharing with you and, and, and helping your listeners to understand themselves and to find the, the support they need. And as you hear it, listeners, another series is born. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, I'm just wondering in the short amount of time we have left, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share? Yeah, just, again, that idea of, like, a lot of self-compassion, because as we talk about taking these action steps or, you know, being able to relate to your kids or whatever, you have to be really kind to yourself because you haven't, you know, this is new to you, too, and you're doing your best. And so that's all you can ask of yourself. I think that's really good advice. Um, I think, again, we, we can get in that process of of the doing of the thing and we forget uh that this and i say it often is this is not just popping down to the the legal offices and signing some documents to end your marriage this is a huge shift in your life and we want it to be a defining moment good not a defining moment bad for your entire family And so there are people that need to come alongside you. There are actions that you need to take. And um, so thank you for listening into the show because this is one of the actions you can take because we have guests like Dr. Malloy on talking about subjects such as loss and grief that maybe you haven't thought about divorce in with regards uh, to that. Um, We talk about children. Children are... I think they get forgotten in this process. And I've talked about it before. We pull them apart like they're Gumby and uh, we need to focus in on that and we forget ourselves. And so you're absolutely right, Dr. Malloy, to give yourself that compassion. Your energy is uh, being zapped from you during this process because you're in an emotional place. We need to get you into that thinking place. And matter of fact, that's what we're all here to do. One of my goals as a divorce coach, is to help people with their thinking about divorce. I'm your thinking partner. Dr. Jean Malloy is your thinking partner. All of our guests, we are your thinking partners. And so whether you're considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, or you even know someone who is faced with it, you know, we just please share this show with them because it really is going to help them make those more informed decisions, which lead to those better decisions. We are here to walk the path with you. So Dr. Malloy, thank you for being here with us. Thank you so much. I have enjoyed it. Thank you for allowing me to be your guest. I have too. I know that the listeners are um, have enjoyed it as well. And I look forward to, since we, we have now put ourselves on the hook for a series to get there. So friends, we've been there, maybe not in the exact same situation, but we've gone through it. It wasn't an even easy time. We want to make it better for you. Thank you for listening today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. Find us at the Divorce Coaching Hour or call me at 281-944-8043. Thank you for listening today. I'm Christy Stratton, and I can't wait to be here with you each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m., right here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word.